everything in the universe makes a sound. Every atom, molecule, every movement makes a sound. That's just the simple physics of things. Any movement on any level, through any medium, except, of course, a vacuum. When it moves, it generates sound waves. I remember walking outside one morning in January of 20. It was cold. And there was light snow on the ground. And I remember being struck by just how quiet the world was. But this wasn't a peaceful quiet. This was a quiet that was very different from what we think of when we think of silence. And I was bittersweet about it. Because I have been a seeker of silence my whole life. And for as much as I wanted to delve into that silence, to embrace it, to let it envelop me and comfort me, I felt no comfort with this silence. This wasn't the silence of peace. This was the silence of anxiety. As I said, I was a seeker of silence for most of my life. But for my life of seeking silence, my life has also been about anxiety. Is that part of your life? Is that part of your journey too? The one of anxiety. Maybe you're like me and spend your life trying to learn, trying to know. Gnosis. And when you don't know, that anxiety grows in you. Silent anxiety is different. Silent anxiety is less about the anxiety. The anxiety is actually the thing making the noise taking up the bandwidth. And so the silence 
brought on by anxiety is less silence and more one note. A white noise that fills your head and shoves out all other thoughts. As I sit here now, I'm in my studio, a room filled with sound-absorbing panels and carpet and lots and lots of foam. I suppose in that way it's a very typical studio. All the treatment in here is to, in acoustical parlance, to knock down reflections so that there's no reverb in the room. Reverb, of course, is the reflection of sound from its source off a hard surface and then returning back to the source milliseconds later, creating that boomy, echoey sound. And as I do professional voiceover for a living and further teach it to other people, reverb is the enemy. And reverb itself is an interesting phenomenon because reverb is something else that impacts silence. We always hear reverb. Reverb is the slightly delayed echo of the sound. And physically, we always hear reverb to one degree or another. You might wonder where I'm going with all this technical speak, but bear with me. It's very interesting. If you ever get to experience an absolute and utter lack of reverb, it can be very disconcerting. When I was in college, I had the opportunity to visit a nearby university and go into something referred to as an anechoic chamber. I described my studio with foam on the walls. An anechoic chamber is that times 10 and then given a dose of steroids. An anechoic chamber has many different shapes of special absorbent material that knocks down any reverb at all. And so in that way, anechoic chambers are some of the quietest places on earth. So quiet, you can hear your heart beating in your chest. So quiet, you can hear the blood moving through your veins. 
anechoic chambers seem to literally suck any sound right into the walls. And so many people who experience that environment find it very disturbing. When we say something, environmentally, we have an idea of what it should sound like. And so when it doesn't, it's disturbing. That's the physical model. But when we say something, we have an idea of what it should sound like. And when it doesn't, we're disturbed. When there's no reverb, we get confused. That is also the intellectual and emotional model. When we say something out into the universe, we expect it to create ripples. We expect it to reflect off things and come back to us in some way, shape, or form. That morning in January of 2020, I wanted to embrace that silence of that cold winter morning before dawn. But there was a static in the silence that made me aware that things were about to get very different for all of us. Greetings, my friends. I'm Andrew Scott. And this is I Miss Lockdown. I've been away for a little bit, busy with other things. And so, before we start this episode, I'd like to lay out my intention a little bit more. First off, Thank you very much for listening to, downloading, or giving a like and a thumbs up to the original two episodes of I Miss Lockdown. It means a lot to me. Thank you. Deeply. 
As a professional audio producer and voiceover talent and narrator and content creator and many other hats, I have a lot of things going on, a lot of balls up in the air, although I tend to think of them more as plates than balls. Balls have the ability to bounce back. But there are going to be times with this podcast where I might go a little bit longer than a month in order to get another episode out. Partly that's just due to schedule. There are only so many hours in a day. But another part of that is a bit more significant to me, and that is I don't want to stay on a schedule merely because of the schedule. I don't want to record this podcast merely because I feel compelled by a date on a calendar. I only want to do this podcast when I have something to say, when I have a true motivation to come and talk to you, to share with you, to communicate to you. And so because of that, because of that, how shall I say it, a mission of authenticity, because of that mission, there will be times where more time is in between each episode. But I hope that that mindful approach to recording this podcast engenders it with a greater meaning. A greater meaning for you, but moreover, a greater meaning for me. I don't want this podcast to contribute to the noise of the world. Noise and sound have always been important to me, both as phenomena and as ideas, as concepts. It seems to me that one of the main tenets of life, of existence, is the dynamic tension between the two of those ideas. I should be more clear in that I differentiate between sound, noise, quiet, and silence. Oxford Languages defines sound as vibrations that travel through the air or another medium and can be heard when they reach a person or an animal's ear. Also, sound produced by continuous and regular vibrations, as opposed to noise. Noise, on the other hand, is defined as a sound, especially one that is loud or unpleasant or that causes disturbance, that is, irregular fluctuations 
that accompany a transmitted electrical signal but are not part of it and tend to obscure it. So, in the most formal sense, noise is a form of sound, but not all sound is noise. The word quiet, the idea quiet, is defined as making little or no noise. And of course, silence is considered the absence of sound. As is so often the case, at times we can treat these terms, sound and noise, quiet and silence, respectively, as synonymous. But of course they're not. And they aren't in my life, either. Or yours. I wanted to make this podcast as a quiet offering to the world. To people like you and me. Who value quiet. At least at times. This is my offering against the noise of the world. There have been times in my life where the distinction between those four ideas have been things I explored, struggled with investigated, avoided. And in January of 2020, as the pandemic set in, and we all felt that weird anxiety, that surreal quiet, Part of me struggled, part of me wanted to embrace it, as I said before. Because for so long, my life had been noisy, without silence, without quiet. And so, as I sat there, out in the cold that morning, I meditated prayed, if that's how you view silent contemplation to the universe. And I asked the universe for help in embracing what I knew intellectually was an opportunity to explore something that was very unique in this period of cultural history. I truly am a believer that there are good things to be had in all experiences. And so I mindfully, purposefully set down my anxiety at that moment and allowed myself to truly delve in 
to this, frankly, weird, quiet. And in that moment, I thought back to just before Thanksgiving, one night in 1985. I was a junior in high school, and I was in a band as the singer. And we were in our drummer's basement, getting ready to practice. It's safe to say that we were not a quiet band. Pick any stereotypical 1980s wannabe rock stars, heavy metal rock and rollers, and you get the idea. And in that concrete basement full of drums and amplifiers, one of my bandmates turned on his gear and started warming up. And I remember feeling mildly dizzy. It went away. But after we finished our second song, I noticed that my ears were ringing. This was not uncommon. And we finished our rehearsal, and the drummer's mom yelled downstairs that we needed to knock it off. Also not uncommon. And I went home with my ringing ears. And I woke up the next morning for class. And my ears were still ringing. That too had happened before. I thought little about it. And the days went past. And I woke up on Thanksgiving morning. with my ears still ringing five or six days later. That had not happened before. And to cut a very, very long story short, my ears are still ringing almost 40 years later. Of course, what had happened was I had permanently damaged my hearing and developed a condition called tinnitus, sometimes pronounced tinnitus. But no matter what you call it, it has been my constant companion ever since. And to be honest, I struggled with this for many, many years in my life. I have not experienced a moment 
of silence since 1985. One could think that I would be bitter about this, and in many ways, I have been throughout my life. And as time went on, I guess I developed the ability to hear past it, hear through it. Some people cannot. Pronounced tinnitus is often referred to as the suicide condition. There have been people who have gone to an extreme to escape. And to be honest, I have on more than one occasion been on that path. But I reached out and got help. And if you ever experience anything that makes you consider suicide, please afford yourself help. It is there. And to be a responsible podcaster and broadcaster, I will say that there are resources in the notes of this program that will put you in touch with people who can help you. But my tinnitus has, I think in no small way, put me on a path towards an exploration of those four things. Sound noise, quiet, and silence. As a young adult, I spent quite a bit of time in professions, in pursuits that were about the opposites of those things. Volume. The power of sound.
Czech composer Arvo Pert. Seven Magnifica Antiphons, O Morgenstern. The Bird Ensemble, under Mark Davin Openza. Link in the description. As a young adult, for a time I worked in various aspects of the music industry. And that was about volume. Filling a space with so much sound that it could not only be heard, but felt by the body. And there's a value in that experience as well. Feeling sound viscerally is a very interesting, very powerful, and honestly, at times, a very spiritual experience. And so, there is no black and white in this exploration. Noise is not bad inherently. And quiet is not necessarily inherently good. As is always the case, it is a matter of degree. But once you are deprived or interrupted in your ability to experience any one of those things, the dynamic changes. And you, for good or ill, change with it. At around 2009, I began pursuing Buddhism as a spiritual path and practice. At some point in the future, I'll discuss how I got there or here. But for now, suffice it to say that a new pursuit of mine was sitting very still for great lengths of time, experiencing silence, or trying to, at least. As an introvert, you'd think I would slip into this like a comfortable slipper. And as my practice grew deeper and my connection with Buddhism, specifically Zen Buddhism, and specifically, specifically Soto Zen Buddhism. I became more and more active in my group. If we were to couch it in Judeo-Christian terms, it would have been my congregation. In Buddhism, it is referred to as a Sangha. And I would go on weekend retreats and then longer retreats, five days, seven days, 10 days, 
These were referred to in Zen Buddhism as Sashin. And these Sashin were held, are held, at a monastery where more advanced students, postulates, the ordained, and of course, our teachers, our Roshis, lived, worked, and practiced. During these sessions, we would get up well before dawn. We would be allowed a cup of tea or coffee. And then at a prescribed time, we would gather in the zendo and sit together quietly. Silently for two hours before morning service. And then we would go have breakfast, do chores, come back and sit some more. This would go on throughout the day and well into the night. And on average, we would spend roughly 10 hours a day sitting in silence. Of course, there are many different styles of Buddhism. There are many different styles of meditative practice. One would often think that there are as many different styles of meditation as there are different meditators. And I agree with that. But at its core, all meditation is a practice that focuses on the dynamic tension between sound, noise, quiet, and silence. And once again, as an introvert, you'd think that being at a monastery would be, pardon the pun, nirvana for an introvert. But it was such a struggle. And it's not uncommon for new practitioners. Experiencing their first long session. To never come back to the Zendo. On some level, all meditation 
makes you feel like I did. That cold January morning of 2020. Quiet and silence have an uncanny ability to make one feel uncomfortable. I prefer diseased, not in the COVID-y way, but the more general, universal way, being at dis-ease. And of course, that January, we were all starting to feel that disease. The irony of what I just said is not lost on me. I imagine it is not for you either. But just as with being at the monastery or at a zendo, and feeling that disease. One is pushed to a point where you either accept or deny. Embrace or repel. Face or shun. And as I sat there in that cold, watching snow slowly fall. I recalled the most challenging time I had faced to that point at the monastery in Sesshin. I am a student of two wonderful Zen teachers. They are people of great integrity and deep compassion. I spend more time with one teacher than I did with the other, but for no other reason than that is the teaching structure I was embedded in at the time. And my Roshi was, is, a wonderful man. And on my first long form, Sashin, where I was actively contemplating moving to the monastery and living there full time as a practitioner, there were questions about my ability and suitability for that environment. And this was the first time I had ever sat meditation or what we refer to as Zazen 
particularly a style of zazen referred to as shikantaza, which translates to just sitting, doing nothing else except sitting and breathing. No thoughts, no ideas. An attempt to remove the noise. I struggled greatly. Because sitting in that zendo, that beautiful space, surrounded by fellow practitioners who all seemed to be in deep states of quiet. All I could hear was noise. The ringing of the tinnitus in my ears. Frustration is not the right word. Despair. Shame. Hopelessness. I would never be able to experience true silence again. And I felt that it was my own fault. I brought this to my teacher, and I remember sitting in front of him in private consultation, a practice called Dokusan face-to-face -face interview with your teacher, where you are allowed to bring any emotion into that room and experience it fully. And I remember I was so angry, so upset. And I remember crying to him, saying, I will never experience what you experience. And I want to so badly. And he looked at me with both deep compassion and empathy, but also equanimity. It's not that he did not feel for me. It's that he saw what I could not. He saw a way through. And he explained to me that there is a concept in ancient 
Indian spiritual practice that spans many different faiths, religions, Hinduism, Jainism, and it is called the Nara sound. The nada sound is the sound of the vibration of the universe. It is always there. It is always present. But we learn to tune it out. Because to truly embrace it, creates one of two things. Madmen or Buddhas. And as he sent me out of the room with that seed planted in my head, I remember him saying, Andrew, do not assume that you know the difference between sound, noise, quiet, and silence. Because as with all things, there may be no difference. Later that night, I was sitting something called Yaza, long after everyone else had gone to bed, sitting quietly by myself in the Zendo, alone. And I got up, and I went outside the monastery into a special garden in the woods. And it was raining. It was cold. And the dark woods were filled with mist. And I sat and meditated. The ringing in my ears, still present, as always. And I would love to say that something deeply mystical and spiritual happened, but in truth it didn't. I perceived it that way at first, but in the fullness of time I understand it was vastly more banal and simple. But I remember hearing, truly hearing the sound of the rain as I sat under the canopy of trees. And as the rain stopped, 
or at least paused. I could hear the distinct, individual sounds of drops falling from leaf to leaf. ringing like tiny symbols laid over the sound of the ringing in my ears. And I started to cry because of the apprehension of what was happening to me. One might think I would have chosen the word comprehension, but I chose apprehension. Comprehension is to grasp something with the mind. Apprehension is to physically grasp onto something. And at that moment, My entire being, mind, spirit, and body, suddenly grasped that I was not broken, that I was not damaged, and never had been. And the next day, in Dokusan. I once again cried in front of my teacher with both shame and deep gratitude because I understood that my whole life, even before that night in my friend's basement, That the universe, all of existence, had been singing to me. And here, I thought it was merely noise. And so on that cold January morning, In 2020, I reached back to that time at the monastery and reached for the tool that my teacher gave me. The only way to work with, to move through that anxiety. And that was to radically accept what was going on and to truly see that the difference between sound, noise, quiet, and silence was just it was an illusion 
and so I surrendered to that moment. We all were so anxious. We all were so scared. And in some ways, some of us felt a deep shame. And as I sat there with the sun coming up through gray clouds, I bowed my head and I embraced that anxiety. I acknowledged it. And in some ways, I welcomed it in. And I remember looking down at the gathering snow and said to that anxiety, Welcome, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. That surrender, that radical acceptance, helped me make room for the ability to see what was happening in a different way. Now, to assume that it made moving through a global pandemic any easier would be an error in thinking. But what it afforded me was the ability to experience some very unique moments in that pandemic in the following two years. Embracing the slowing down of 21st century life to be able to truly taste to truly see to truly hear what was happening in that unique moment in time and to see the good of that moment because I truly believe that all moments have good in them. The universe was still singing, even in one of the most challenging times. In human history. And if you constantly see difference, if you constantly see things in black and white, you miss all the nuance of shade.
You've been listening to I Miss Lockdown, a Quiet Introverts podcast. Our theme music is written and produced by Sephirios on the web at sephirios.bandcamp.com. Background music courtesy of Nature Healing Society, used with permission. The link to the entire three-hour music mix and all their other wonderful mixes is available in the description. Outro music, Rest, by Humans Win, is licensed through audioblocks.com and is available at humanswin.bandcamp.com. I Miss Lockdown is a narrow band broadcast network production in association with Andrew Scott Media. If you'd like to participate in the show, give comments, or provide feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Email comments at imisslockdown.com. And if you'd like to support the podcast with a financial contribution, either one-time or reoccurring, you can do so through the NBBN Patreon page at the link in the show notes. I've been your host, Andrew Scott. Thanks for joining me.